This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening and thanks for tuning in. If you wanted to know what effect Justice Scalia's death would have on your personal liberties, you got your answer this morning. The Supreme Court issued a tied ruling today, 4-4, in the case of Friedrichs versus California Teachers Association. Rebecca Friedrichs has taught elementary school in California for 28 years. She's been a union member and even served on her local union's executive board. She would bring up problems and, and talking about, say, tenure of the teachers where you can't fire a bad teacher because that bad teacher who's abusive to kids has tenure. She would bring up issues of political speech by the union. But because she was doing this, she was ostracized by the union in front of her co-workers. Publicly ostracized because of her beliefs differing from the union's beliefs. The union she's paying part of her paycheck to every month, whether she wants to or not. Well, after trying to fight and change the union from the inside, she finally decided all she could do was sue. She didn't want her paycheck going to support political speech from a union she disagreed with. Here's a quote from Friedrichs in the Washington Post in an article from last year. She says, quote, Here in California, most public officials have been put into office by union dollars. So you've put them into office, and now you come to the bargaining table. The official you put into office is one side, and the union is the other side, and you're bargaining for taxpayer money. Only the taxpayer doesn't get invited to the table. That's political, in my opinion. Close quote. Rebecca Friedrichs is right. Money was being taken out of her paycheck to, quote, pay her fair share of a process she disagreed with. That's the opposite of freedom of speech. It's compelled speech. And it looked like it was going to be overturned. Even the liberal New York Times ran an article in January of this year titled, quote, Court seems poised to deal unions a major setback. In that article, California Solicitor General Edward C. Dumont is quoted as arguing for the union. The Times says he did not dispute that collective bargaining involved political issues that implicate workers' First Amendment rights. But the government's interests outweighed those rights. Do you hear that? The union and the state of California, which are scratching each other's backs at the expense of taxpayers' dollars, believe their rights to behave in a corrupt manner outweigh your rights to free speech. Had Antonin Scalia been alive today, this type of public corruption would have died this morning. Instead, the court deadlocked 4-4, and this dirty dealing and compelled speech and robbery from teachers' paychecks to support robbery from the taxpayers survives. There are currently four justices on the Supreme Court who believe the government is more important 
than the individual. They seem to have either forgotten or rejected the foundational idea of America. Let me reiterate it for you in case anyone needs reminding. Quote, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. All right, so the only reason government exists, according to the Declaration of Independence, the only reason government exists is to secure the rights granted to us by the Creator. That's the only reason. So how could the government have a right that is greater than an individual's liberty? Liberty is one of the three rights expressly mentioned in the Declaration of Independence. How can that be subservient to government when government's only purpose is to secure those rights? Right now, we are deadlocked 4-4. But if a Democrat like Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton, or worse, Bernie Sanders gets to select the next justice, the court will lean liberal 5-4. And instead of just holding the current status on issues like union membership and compelled speech, the country will start to have those freedoms reduced nationwide. Right now, half of the states are right to work, and half are not. So in 25 states, you can be forced to give your paycheck to an organization you oppose. If the courts shift left, then right-to-work laws will be at risk in the other 25 states. Today, if you don't want to be in a union, you can move to another state that won't force you to be in a union. If the court moves left, there won't be anywhere else to move. Your voice and your opinions will be irrelevant. That's why this election is so important. We need to start fixing the things that corrupt bargains have created. Deals made in rooms where unions are negotiating with politicians they own. Or, for that matter, deals made in rooms where corporations are negotiating with politicians they own have bankrupted cities and states across the country. We have to put a stop to it before it bankrupts the federal government as well. And since we have nearly $20 trillion in debt, we are pretty darn close to that already. We have to get back to the mission laid out in the Declaration of Independence that governments exist to secure the rights of the individual, not that individuals exist to serve the interests of government. That's backwards. If we fail to live up to the first part of that famous sentence in the Declaration of Independence, then it will be time to execute the second half of the sentence. Now, that second half is often forgotten. 
Most people have heard the life, liberty, pursuit of happiness thing, but it's the second half of the sentence that should be feared by those in power. Let me read it for you to refresh your memory. We, we had that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. Let me continue deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute new government. As Jefferson said, a little revolution every now and then is a good thing. Given the state of our Supreme Court, America needs a little revolution in order to secure our God-given inalienable rights. And that means we need another conservative on the court. Thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of the morning, I can see old glory.